Welcome to Inspire Campfire, a podcast where ordinary people tell their stories of extraordinary adventure. These are campfire stories meant to inspire the rest of us to light the fire within, get outside, follow our dreams, and return to tell our own stories. Ready? Let's strike the match. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Scott Wurzbacher. And today we're going to talk about how a passion for travel can not only become a career, but how it can help change the face of an industry. Today's guest has done just that. And she's here to share with us how she did it and how we can learn from her journey. Sahara Rose DeVore is with us today, and she is a wellness travel coach and the founder of the Travel Coach Network, a global community of travel coaches. Sahara went from broke college student to traveling 84 countries solo to becoming the CEO of her travel businesses. She believes there is more to a travel career than just blogging and booking trips, which led her to creating the world's first and only ICF accredited certification program for travel coaches. Sahara is a published author, global speaker, TEDx speaker, and has been in over 140 plus media outlets for her travel and business expertise, including Forbes, Travel Weekly, Condé Nast Traveler, and USA Today. She was also named one of 2023's most influential women in travel by Travel Pulse. And I feel so lucky to be able to share her story here with you all today. Sahara, welcome to the campfire. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Yeah, I am super excited. I am really intrigued. I, I wonder if we could just jump right in. I mean, you know, travel is just such an integral part of this whole podcast. But this idea that, uh, that there's such a thing as a travel coach, oh, man, that's just that's pretty cool. Can you tell us what what does it mean to be a travel coach? Yeah, so I. Uh... Since the industry, travel coaching industry has been growing tremendously, especially during and as we come out of the pandemic, um, there are different definitions out there. But within the Travel Coach Network and our certification program, a travel coach is essentially someone who helps people set intentions for their trips, bring awareness to their why they want to travel, and really help them tune into how they can use travel as a tool to reach whether it's personal goals, work goals, wellness goals, or the transformation in their life that they're looking for. Wow. I love that. I mean, I'm just, as you're talking, I'm thinking like a lot of people seems to me just think like, but don't, don't even think that deeply. It's just kind of like, I, I need a break. I'm going to go on a vacation. But this this setting of intentions and this why, I wonder if you could just go a little bit deeper on that. Yeah, so I think like a good place to start is like, why did I start? Where did I think of this? Or where did I, like where this first come about? And like you said in, my, in the intro, I started backpacking right out of university to figure out my own why, my own purpose in life, um, find what happiness looked like to me. I was struggling with anxiety and depression when I was in, ever since I was younger. And then it got worse as I was coming to my graduation years of university with all the different pressures in life that you have. Um, 
And I just said, I, I need to go figure out my life. And I started traveling. And within that, I always say I traveled during a really prime time in the travel industry. I started with a flip phone and a paper map. Uh, my phone didn't even turn on for service yeah. back then. Um, I was the one knocking at uh, hostel doors, asking in the pouring rain if there's a bed for me to sleep in. And often, you know, times got turned down because I didn't do my research on whether there was a festival in town or not. Um, all the way through to, you know, current day where we have every piece of technology and app and social media and platform under the sun to help travel booking and planning easier and more seamless. But because I have that really unique perspective, I spent a lot of my time over the years just talking to travelers, understanding and hearing why they were traveling, what what about travel was what they were gravitating to. We all travel for very personal underlying reasons that we don't often talk about or bring to the surface. Um, and what I noticed then too was there was that rise of the digital nomad. Now remote yeah. work is everywhere. But for years leading up to 2020, I saw this trend of these digital nomads. There became different destinations around the world, more hubs where there was more this term digital nomad where companies and, um, you know, thought that it was just this crazy, careless millennial who, you know, you know, didn't care about work or didn't care about anything in life but themselves. Sure enough, it's a desirable lifestyle of the sense of freedom and flexibility and adventure and purpose and fulfillment that everyone is seeking at, to some degree in their life. And that's where we see this rise in remote work. But I was wondering why companies were not paying attention to this when I became, when it became the trend of employees or even executives quitting their corporate job. It became like a tagline we hear, quit the nine to five to travel the world, quit yeah. the corporate job to travel the world. And I, I said to myself, well, what, why is it travel? Why are these people not quitting their job to volunteer or to lay on the couch or yeah, to, sure. you know, make, cook more food in the kitchen? I don't know. It's travel that they're turning to. And I said, well, why are companies not paying attention to this? And then that's when I dove into, you know, corporate burnout and business travel burnout and really started studying the marketing of tourism and hospitality companies um, and realized that they're all doing the same thing and everything remains in the industry at a very surface level. And so that's where I decided that I wanted to add more depth to how people traveled, why people traveled and you know, how travel was viewed in our lives, because we all use it as a tool to some degree. At some point, every time that we travel, we're different. And there's a different reason. And I wanted to bring that to the surface. Wow. So there's so much I want to get into. I mean, you just talked about adding depth to their experience. And I want to I want to go there. But I think we should just to give listeners context, I want to go back and just kind of talk about your story. This is this sounds like I mean, in the intro, broke college student to traveling 84 countries solo to becoming CEO. Can mm -hmm. we go back to the very beginning? And can you yeah. share a little bit about us little Sahara and what what <laughs> life was like? And, and what was that spark? that created this passion for, for adventure? Yeah. I mean, even though my name is Sahara Rose, I didn't come from a very wander, wander lasting family. I am a solo and only child to a single mom. I grew up in a very middle-class uh, family that, you know, often struggled to even put food on the table at times. 
And no one in my family traveled for business. No one in my family went on a luxurious vacation. No one talked about travel. Our extension of traveling was in the family van down to Southern Texas, New Mexico to visit my grandmother's family. She's from Mexico. And then uh, up to parts of Canada to visit my grandfather's uh, family. But I was so young during those times, I barely remember bits and pieces of the Mexico trips. And then when I was 15, I took an uh, with my mom and, and best friend, an all-inclusive uh, trip to a resort in Dominican Republic. And, but as we know, those experiences are very sheltered and gated and mm-hmm. you are, you know, there's only one perspective of the experience you have there. And that was my extent of it. I was also never someone who knew what I wanted to do in my life for a career. I wasn't like my friends in high school and in college who knew what I wanted to study or what path to take. I was hopping around different types of jobs over the years. I had hopped around different types of um, uh, topics in school to learn about. That also fits my personality. I love learning about different things. I have a variety of skills in different areas. I am capable of a lot of things, but nothing really sat with me that I was like, this is what I want to do. Right. And I, it was my third year university. Uh, and that's usually around the time that you actually have to figure things out. The first two years <laughs> of right. university. Are usually make some just, decisions now. Yeah. yeah. Usually like there's prerequisite courses you have to take and required uh, courses but it became third year, but I, at that time was moving across country and my mom was going through a divorce and I wanted to not come back to my hometown of Milwaukee, but I wanted to come in the Midwest and I wanted to go to a bigger city and Mm -hmm. I chose Chicago. So I had one uh, opportunity to find a school there. I'd never been there at, at the time. And I found a school and they had a hospitality and tourism management program. And I was like, that's travel's cool. Like I heard about this thing called backpacking. I'll, you know, I, I joined the program and in that program, I was really inspired by a lot of the foreign exchange students who were in my classes of, uh, from Asia and Europe and how easy it was for them to travel to different places and how many countries they had been to. And then we were learning about different destinations and, my professor had been to so many places and he would tell us about that. So there was something in me on that, in that first week of school that I said, I am going to figure out how I can travel. Um, but like many, uh, many people, and this was back in, uh, I graduated in 2010. So that was about 2008 that I, I started that program. But I was a struggling college student like many people are. I didn't have anyone to turn to to help me financially. I lived in Chicago, which is more expensive now than it was then, but my rent was $1,000 for a studio. I, um, I was barely being able to make money to pay rent and I was in school full time. So I told myself, I'm gonna figure it out. And it's always been a thing in my life. If I want to do something, I'll figure out a way to do it. And I was able to change my money mindset for those two years remaining of school. And I didn't know how much I was going to be able to save, but I saved quite a bit of money once I graduated. And I was very underwhelmed by the lack of career options that were in the tourism and hospitality industry um, that none of them interest me to the degree of how much I wanted to travel at that time. Yeah. And that's why I said, I'll just kind of take my own path and my own journey. And I bought that one way ticket to Ireland. Oh, okay. We're, so we're going to start in Ireland. I want to <laughs> go back a little bit though. There's a couple of things I want to just uh, catch up on. So, um, 
there was something inside of you that knew hospitality and tourism was was a degree that you wanted to focus on. And I mm-hmm. think it's kind of fun. Like you said, you didn't travel a lot, but um, taking a van to Mexico and then Canada, I mean, you're crossing country in a van, like that's a pretty cool experience. And I don't know, that must've somehow uh, got to you from an, un- even from an unconscious level, if you didn't, if you didn't remember it consciously, but um, do you remember kind of like the decision-making process and what the spark was inside you that kind of led you towards that hospitality and tourism program? Um, it's a great question. I think there's a couple different answers for that. Um, one, I think, well, travel's innate in us and we all have a natural curiosity to travel and all love to travel in some way. So because it was a brand new industry to me and topic that I said, well, I don't know what I'm going to learn and where this is going to lead me, but sure, I haven't, you know, I tried all these other degrees uh, and topics that didn't interest me. Um, and then I also, when I was in high school, before I got to college, I remember hearing this thing called backpacking and backpacking Europe and I had friends traveling. So it was kind of, I've heard about it. Um, but then also I am a very, I'm very artistic and I am love nature. And whenever I would see landscapes or destinations, and especially ones with a lot of animals and forestry and the beaches, it is, it's just places that I want to be. So there was something in there in me that I said, I don't know what's taking me, but we'll see what I can learn in this industry. Yeah. So, I mean, it does sound like it was kind of a pull. Yeah. It was more of like an innate pull in me um, that, you know, did interest. And I've always worked in the hospitality. Hospitality is very broad. So I've always worked in something in customer service. I worked in restaurants a lot. I loved meeting people. And also within me though, too, is because I've always struggled with an anxiety disorder. Um, And as humans, we have a natural fight or flight reaction and I've always had the flight. And so sometimes it's physically a flight. And so um, I knew like travel has always been as many people say, it's an escape. So I thought it was interesting to learn more about this industry that would allow me to escape in some way. I love that. That's so fun. Um, Fight or flight, might as well jump on a plane. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's all, it's not the healthiest. It's not the healthiest to to fly away all the time. But, you know, that's where my mind was when I was in my, you know, teens and 20s. Hey, everyone, it's Scott here. This podcast is a passion project for me because I absolutely love adventure. And it's thanks to the effort of my residential real estate team here in Charlotte, North Carolina, that many of you know as the W Realty Group, that this podcast gets funded. This awesome group of people have unmatched levels of competence and caring for our clients. If you know of anyone looking to buy or sell a home, Our team serves the Charlotte, North Carolina market, but we can also help you find an agent anywhere throughout the US or Canada through our highly connected network. When you support our real estate business, you are also supporting this podcast. Thanks for listening and thanks for your referrals. Yeah, it's such a cool concept though. I love that. So you use the word innate twice. um, And I loved when you said travel is innate in us. Uh, I agree. I just wondered if you could maybe elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah, I think that uh, the different elements, I call them elements of travel, uh, travel embodies a lot of 
um, kind of things that we as human beings need, like human connection, like food and, you know, fulfillment, all these things that if you think back in our ancestry, when people started traveling, you know, so long ago, it, it was for all these different reasons to explore, to find shelter, to find security, to, you know, find something that feeds you. So whether it's physically feed you or feeds your soul now, um, to connect, to meet people. So travel is that bigger umbrella of a lot of these things that we as humans naturally need and crave. And I think that is one of the reasons why I say like travels innate in us. We, not everyone is an avid traveler. Not everyone fully understands the power that travel can have on us, but there's this pull. So like I was saying that there's this, when I ask travelers why they travel, many of them don't go the depth yet. And I force them to do that. But a lot of the initial answers that I get are things like one of them is to escape and to get away, mm. to explore, to meet new people. But it's like, okay, well, if we look at that, like what about those things are, you know, go a little bit deeper. What does that mean to you? What does an escape look like to you? What does, why do you want to meet new people? It's just a natural feeling and they don't, it's hard to articulate for them as it is for many people, just because it's a feeling. It's like, I don't know. I don't know why I need to eat food. Yeah. I don't know why I need to meet new people. I don't know why I need to go to this new place. It's just this innate feeling in us as human beings. We've just, uh, it's what we've done for so long. It's what has been able to help us survive in so many different ways. And that has evolved over the over time, obviously. Um, but now travel feeds us and heals us and helps us and saves us in so many different ways now than it versus what it did before. Yeah. And so when you ask those questions, do you notice a common thread amongst the answers that you get? Yeah. Yeah. They're always the, like I said, the common ones are to explore, to meet new people, to have new experiences, to try new foods, to see new sites, to escape, um, to have adventure. Those are the main ones. And then when I push them to go deeper, then they'll start explaining, well, it's, you know, to heal from this or to feel accepted from this. So mm. it's, it's really interesting. Healing and acceptance. Yeah. I mean, I've mm -hmm. noticed a lot of, a lot of people that have come on this podcast, you know, adventures that they've taken have, have often been related to some sort of transition in their life. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's what we hear this word transformative travel a lot now it came about quite a bit during the pandemic and as we come out of it and it, there's a reason for that. So we also hear things like mindful travel and um, intentional travel and immerse and experiences like immersing in cultures or um, immersing in nature. All of these have a common theme and all of them lead to just how impactful travel can be on us in so many different ways. Yeah. So you said transformational travel and and that's a that's definitely something that you're hearing more and more. Oh, yeah. I wonder like could you could you summarize for listeners like what your definition of transformational travel would be? Yeah, it's a, because it's it's like any term out there that when you overuse a term yeah. and everyone uses it, it kind of loses its initial meaning. 
Um, but when we take a look at what transformation and travel have in common, it's just the impact that the ability that travel has in, to bring us a different feeling, a change in our life, um, to bring us into that next step in life. All of these fall under the category of a transformation or a transformative travel. It's opening our eyes to whether it's a new perspective or it's a new phase in our life. And these are all also different answers that I've heard mm. over the years too. And they fall under that category. Yeah. So we're seeking change in that experience. We're seeking a different, we want to feel something different in life. We want to have a change in our life. So when someone says I've been transformed through travel, or I want to help people transform through travel, it's like, okay, well, what does that look like? And what does that mean? Obviously it looks and means something different to everyone, but that commonality at the end is that they have a different feeling about something. They have a different perspective on something, or they have a different, their life looks different or their lifestyle looks different. Something in their life has had a change. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, so connecting with this and it's making me think of something that we talk about a lot on this podcast. And I often ask guests about the voice inside that called them to adventure. And I, I kind of think maybe we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that it, you know, it goes back to that travel being innate in us mm -hmm. and having that we have that voice. We have that motivation inside of us to travel. We don't often bring it to the surface. And that's where the travel coaching and travel coaches come into play is because we can have, when we set intentions for something, we can have a better outcome or a hopefully get to the outcome or what we say in the travel industry and experience that we're looking to have. And that is the same thing as transformative travel. That's what brings that transformation. You're setting that intention because I want to feel this way when I return, or I want to feel this way while I'm traveling, or I want my life to look like this when I get back from my trip, or I want my life to look like this because of my trip. So setting those specific intentions for a trip can help you hopefully get that transformation or get that outcome or get that feeling that we are looking for from the very beginning. Yeah. And the, this idea of setting intentions, like, can you just like briefly, I know this is kind of this is what travel coaching is all about, right? Helping people to, to, to bring that out. But what, what is, um, what are some of the intentions that, that come out of that? Well, everyone has a different reason for traveling. So yeah. it goes back to identifying those motivating factors for why someone wants to go on a trip. So when someone's planning a trip, thinking about planning a trip, gazing over the Instagrammers who are traveling, um, looking, Googling flights late at night, all of, there's an underlying reason for that. Um, you know, why someone books that ticket to get on that plane and go somewhere, get on that train or in that bus or whatever mode of transfer, transportation that they want. And it's identifying, you know, where's that stemming from? Because when you can pull, bring that to the surface and set an intention for, I understand I feel this way. I understand my life looks like this or I'm feeling this way. I'm not feeling fulfilled. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm dealing with, you know, whether it's stress or a loss of a loved one, or I am overworked in my workplace and I don't feel like I have, I find my purpose right now, or 
you know, I really wish I could spend more time building my relationship with my partner or my children or my friends or whoever it might be. So bringing that why to the surface, setting those intentions of, okay, this trip can help me achieve this. It can make my life hopefully look like this. It could build our relationship better. Or, you know, I want to work on myself. I need self-reflection, self-healing. I need time alone. I need to get creative and I'm looking for inspiration for uh, whether it's a work project. Um, it's maybe I need time to help me just reset my own self and find clarity of what happiness looks like for me. So all these reasons of why we want to travel, we don't, we don't often recognize. And so if you can set intentions with that, then you can go and say, well, now I understand better where I should go, who I should go with, how long maybe I need to travel for, what kind of things I need to do while I travel. Um, and whether it's, you know, connect with more people or spend time in a place, mm -hmm. self-reflecting near a body of water and journaling, or, you know, challenging myself, getting myself out of my comfort zone. So there's so many different things we can do while traveling. But if you set those intentions from the beginning, you have, you can make better decisions um, on all of the travel planning questions that, that have been asked all along of where do you want to go? How long, you know, yeah. What, what kind of activities you want to do? Yeah. And, and so in this intention setting, just to just go like one, one little step deeper is um, in order to set an intention, you kind of have to know what the intention is. But I'm hearing you say like travel is um, our, that innate feeling of wanting to travel is a feeling. And we mm -hmm. kind of sometimes we have to explore to like to get underneath it. Mm -hmm. So like with with people that work with travel coaches, like how often is it that they, they show up not knowing what their intention is and you all have to work to kind of discover what that is? Yeah. Well, most of the time people don't recognize what their intentions are. They just know that there's something within them that wants to travel or that they're aspiring to travel and, or that they need to go on a trip, but they don't understand exactly yeah. why, and then can't answer question, answer the questions. Uh, what ex experiences are they actually looking for? How do they want to feel when they return? It's all within there. And that's where the coaching aspect comes into play is being able to pull those, an those answers out from within by asking the right type of questions. Um, and because in the travel coach network and travel coaching in general, there are so many different travel coaches who focus on so many different areas of expertise. Um, so it's really when it comes to what they do with clients and how they exactly help them, it really varies based on them. There are travel coaches who help people use travel to cope with or deal or heal from trauma, or like I said, loss is a big one. There's many people who turn to travel because they've lost a loved one or their partner or their parent or their children. Um, and, or their, you know, there's widows, their divorce, um, breakups, people travel to after a breakup or a divorce yep. to find themselves again, to build their confidence, to build their self-esteem, to gain independence. Uh, so that's why solo female travel is such a big industry, uh, because of, those key things, empowerment and confidence and um, finding yourself. Um, and so depending on the type of travel coach they are helping people identify like, what is it that you are really looking to get out of this trip? And why do you think that might be that is travel that you're turning to? Yeah. Um, so 
And and with all this, I think it, it takes a certain mindset and mentality to even think like, I want to work with a travel coach, right? To even like take that first step. Who who works with a travel coach? Like who who are your clients and, and the clients of travel coaches? Yeah, so uh, I do something differently. So as a wellness travel coach myself, I work with more companies. They are the ones that interested me most to make a bigger impact, in particular for corporate wellness and business travel well-being. So what I do as a wellness travel coach and consultant for companies is I educate them on the various wellness benefits of travel, like the emotional, uh, spiritual, mental, physical, professional, intellectual wellness benefits um, that travel can help with employees, whether it's vacations, sabbaticals, volunteering abroad, um, incorporating like time in, uh, outdoors and nature in their own desk, in their own location, um, and, a, and leisure and everything for business travel. So it really varies. It's just bringing these, what I call those elements of travel into the value of travel and wellness into the corporate world. Um, as the founder of the Travel Coach Network, I work directly with the travel coaches, but learning through them what their clients come to them for and how they help their clients as well too. So it really varies across the board. Cool. And I definitely want to get into that, like kind of to, to learn about that experience and, and setting up the travel coach network. Um, we got to get back to Ireland because <laughs> I want to hear about that. I want to share that journey with, with our listeners, but before you went to Ireland, there's one, one more thing I wanted to catch up on. You said that you had to change your money mindset. And I think that's huge when it comes to planning adventures, planning travel. And I really would love for you to share with us what that means and, and what you had to go through. Yeah. So like I said, I was a broke college student um, and I was living in quite a, an expensive city. So I knew that I needed to take control over how I viewed money and work on my money mindset. I, because I grew up in a family uh, that didn't have very much money and, um, you know, I've had just my mom to turn to, but then she needed help financially. So I didn't, I no longer had that. So I had to only, I had myself to depend on. Mm -hmm. So I had to see what I could control and what I could change. So essentially what I did is, I took a look at my calendar. Again, I was in school full time and I said, well, where can I pick up more work? Where can I, what kind of bills, what are my expenses right now? What can I eliminate? What can I lower possibly? And I really just worked on making money. And at the same time, you also, I worked on saving money. I was also so busy making money that I didn't spend much money. Yeah. Um, but in the long run, it doesn't matter how much money you make if you just spend it all anyways. Um, so it was a good balance within there. But I filled my schedule with very flexible jobs um, and jobs that were of interest to me. So I, I mean, this was before too, where you can just find jobs easier online, but Craigslist at the time was my friend. So I would always find jobs. So I applied to a variety of staffing agencies, which allowed me then to work for different trade shows or conferences. I got to meet and mingle with different companies. I love children. So I would nanny and babysit for um, wealthier families in Chicago. Then when I turned 21, I was able to work in the restaurant. So I had different restaurant jobs and bartending jobs. 
But then I was, ended up working at a restaurant that was quite lucrative and spent the majority of my time there working every shift I could possibly find and get. Um, and so I was always busy making money. Uh, when I'm a very, I love art. So I'd sell paintings. I lived in uh, my apartment building at the time, had a recycling room. So I would find people who left furniture and I would drag it up to my apartment. I'd <laughs> clean it off and I'd paint yeah. it and I would sell it on Craigslist for, I don't know, however much money. Um, and so I just would find any way that I could make money and I would save it. And I, before I knew it, when I graduated, I was two years later, I was, I had more money than I thought I did, but then traveling, I also traveled on a very tight budget too. So I could, that's how I was able to travel all the, all these years on my own funds with ever going broke without ever running out of money. And also bootstrapping both of my businesses over the years too, without any funding or any help from anything or anyone. So you know, I didn't come, I never won the lottery. I never, yeah. you know, had a massive income for any job before. Um, but, you know, if anyone's listening, like you really can, it's small little things like that. I used to coupon a lot and save money. One time at a grocery store, pay me to take the groceries out because I use coupons properly. <laughs> nice. um, so you'd be really surprised, um, you know, how far you can, what you can do if you just change your money mindset a little bit. Yeah, it's super inspiring. And so um, I have to believe there was an underlying motive behind all of that effort to work, to make mm -hmm. money, to save money. Was was travel the underlying motive? Yeah, my goal was to travel. I A couple things. One, I wanted to never be never struggle with money. Like I saw my mom doing when I was younger Got it. and I also never wanted to have to turn to anyone to help me financially in my life for any reason. And, and then of course my goal after graduating was to travel. I wanted, I didn't know at the time I thought traveling was expensive, just like everyone else thought. So I, I just knew I was saving money. I didn't know how much money how much it would cost me to travel until I got into it actually, and then realized, you know, all these tips and tricks to be able to travel on my budget. Yeah. So you changed your money mindset. You got it. You got it going. You saved up a bunch of money. You bought that ticket. You went to Ireland. Can you, can you fast forward us through this trip? Just kind of give us some highlights and cause uh, you traveled for, for quite a while and, uh, yeah. and I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, um, I first went to Western Europe. I had a Euro Eurail pass, which I don't think they have now. Um, it was a month and a half. It was for like, yeah, I had a month and a half there. Um, and then I thought I was going to come home after that trip. And I thought I was going to find a job and work for a company and, you know, make my mom proud for, you know, getting that college degree. And I, something in me just, I was like, I don't, want to do that. I'm not going to be happy doing that. So I remember I came home for the holidays and I was like, I need to go somewhere warmer. I'm from Wisconsin. So I booked a trip then to Central America for two and a half months. So I kept kind of extending it to see like, to test myself and see how, how long can I travel for and where can I go? And so I never really stopped from then. I would come home for the holidays. I would visit my mom. I would, I moved back to Chicago three times to make money in the restaurant industry. 
Um, I would always kind of keep an eye on my bank account and say, if it gets to this level, then I will come figure it out. Um, but in the meantime, I would enjoy, I would enjoy my travels. I would appreciate and give myself grace for all my hard work. Um, and that's why I never worked while I traveled because I wanted to enjoy my time traveling. Um, and you know, I, my two longest trips where I did a two, six month trips, I think it was, um, one, you know, I've been on four or five fun trips. So all over the globe, I didn't have a plan in any of it. I really didn't. I printed out a map on the computer and I used that to decide wh what destination I wanted to go to next. That's amazing. What were some of your favorite places that you visited? That's always a hard one when you've gone to so many and everywhere in this world is so great and has so something different to offer. But I always was gravitating back towards Southeast Asia for sure, um, in particular Thailand. It had everything I was really looking for, um, everything from nature and the beaches and, you know, the, the street food and the markets and um, the people are so friendly. The weather <laughs> was warm for me. So I actually flew my mom out twice to Thailand. So she got to travel around Thailand with me. Um, I uh, spent a lot of time in um, South America as well. And a country that I found that was really cool and very diverse in its different regions is Argentina. Um, there, all the cities, it's a really big country. So there's so much to see and do there. So I really enjoyed my time in Argentina. Um, in particular, the Patagonian region. Um, I didn't go too, too far south in the Patagonian region. That's a whole nother trip on its own. Um, but I did go to Bariloche, which is at the top of um, Patagonia. And it's just stunning out there. Um, and then one of my later trips was to Israel. And I uh, loved Tel Aviv and ventured a bit outside of Tel Aviv. And I know Tel Aviv is like a different world within Israel, um, but everything about the country and the people and everything I really, really love. So that's a place that I want to go back to and spend a bit more time. Yeah. Some incredible places like Patagonia is definitely on my list for sure. I've, I've talked about that before, but so, you know, you started out, you went to Ireland, you thought you were going to be gone for four to six weeks. This turned mm -hmm. into more or less on and off travel for, for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know. I, I had no idea when I first graduated university, when I first bought that Ireland ticket, I had no idea. My only goal was I'm graduating. I'm going to go on a trip. And I didn't know that, but that just shows the power of travel. So it, there's the term or the phrase get bit by the travel bug. It's yeah. so true. There's something that in travel that you always gravitate back to. And not everyone gets to carry that out in backpacking journeys like I have. Um, because everyone's life and lifestyles and responsibilities and everything looks differently. Um, but I knew that you don't, you can't go back in life. You can't go back and say, I wish I had done, I mean, you can say that, but you can't make it happen. Um, and I had met a lot of older people traveling who were retired, who finally started traveling or, you know, had conversations with them. And I remember hearing um, another really cool country is Myanmar, uh, Burma. So when I was, I remember being on a bus in Burma and there was a um, an older couple sitting next to me and they just retired and we were just chit-chatting and she, they, I remember them saying, oh, I wish we started traveling like you did years ago. 
And I remember taking it from them. Like, I don't want to be in a place in my life where I have, I wish I could have done this, or I wish I did do this, or I regret not doing this because you don't have that opportunity to go back in time. So that's why everything I do at every phase in my life, I try to make the most of it. And so that we don't live with any regrets. Yeah. No regrets. So you spent 10 years traveling and and this is a passion because it's what you love, but you took it beyond that mm-hmm. and you figured out how to make it your career. So how did we go from traveling to like making travel your profession, your career? Yeah. So although I had that degree in hospitality and tourism management, and I literally, I put that aside for years. I didn't think I was going to use it. I felt really bad. I was like, my mom helped me go through college. I'm not using this degree, even though I love travel and I was traveling. I didn't, I didn't see the connection between anything of what I wanted to do in, mm-hmm. in the career, because I didn't know what I wanted to do in general. But as I was traveling and enjoying my travels, I, and the rise of social media and the rise of technology, there was, I was learning more about other types of travel jobs that were outside of what I learned in my hospitality and tourism management program. And of course there was jobs like a travel agent and travel advisor, um, travel managers for corporate travel, travel influencers became a thing. Um, People saying, well, just get a job that paid you to travel for business. Uh, Travel blogging became a thing and travel writers, flight attendants, working in hotels, I just went down the checklist and I was like, I don't like any of those things. None of them will fulfill me. Nothing. I don't align with a lot of them. Um, I fun fact, I actually have a fear of flying, so I don't want to live on an airplane. (laughs) Um, And so I can't fathom being a flight attendant and I don't like, I have anxiety. So I don't like planning and booking people's trips for them. So I never thought of wanting to be a travel agent. Um, And I'm, even though I have a book and I write a lot of stuff, I, I'm not, a fan of, I'm not a writer. I'm not a fan of writing. Um, so I didn't want to be a travel writer, journalist or anything. So I said, there has to be something more here. I am. Not only do I have this degree, which at the time didn't really think much of it, but I'm like, I'm traveling these places. I have in-depth conversations with travelers. I have a really unique perspective on the industry. Um, I understand travelers. I understand what's going on in the industry. There has to be something more out there. There has to be, but I realized I loved the empowerment side of travel. I'd have friends and family asking me, how'd you do it? I wish I could do it. You know, how'd you stay safe? How do you travel on that budget? You know, where do you think I should go if I want this type of experience? So I loved empowering them to know that they could travel on their own time and budget, but I didn't know what that could look like as a job. Um, And so I gave myself time. And I said, when I'm 30, I will figure out my life. And I just enjoyed my travels since I was 30. And then 30 came about. And so I bought a laptop and it was the first time I traveled with a computer. And I was in the North of Spain and I sat down and I opened it up and I said, I Googled how to start an online business. I realized that because I didn't find anything I was looking for, I was going to have to figure out how to create something myself. I had no idea what that was going to look like, but I knew that I didn't want to settle for something that wasn't going to make me happy. And I didn't think I was ever going to be an entrepreneur. I didn't think I was going to do or create what I've done um, so far, but I just started researching and that's where I came across the coaching industry and saw how big the coaching industry was. 
And I just put two and two together. And I said, well, I love travel and I want to help people with empowerment. So I, I then decided to focus in the corporate side of things, make a bigger impact um, in, in the corporate wellness world. But then had people reaching out to me about travel coaching and that's where the travel coach network started too. So I, over the past, about I think it's been five years now, um, been building every day at the same time, the travel coach network and my wellness travel coaching and consulting business. Yeah. And so you clearly have the experience to be able to advise people about locations all around the world, the reasons why, like you've got like the whole package but how do you go from having the skills and the knowledge to starting to like acquire clients and then taking it into the next level where you actually are changing the face of the industry with the travel coach network and, and some of the things that you guys are doing in there. Can you help bridge the gap from that, from that sort of knowledge to actually making it happen? Yeah. So as a wellness travel coaching consultant, I dove into research. Um, I already knew what I understood from the industry, what I understood from you know, research within travelers, the online space and the online Facebook groups, what people were talking about, what people were looking for. Um, but I dove into research uh, on corporate wellness and business traveler burnout and came across, you know, I studied what all these different companies were doing, what vacation policies look like, what companies were doing anything in the, in the world of, you know, valuing tra travel for their employees. Um, and then I started researching the various wellness benefits of travel and, I spent close to a year doing research, um, online research in those areas. And then I would, you know, I started that with the, the um, with companies. Um, so I do a lot of speakings and I got involved with organizations and stuff. So really kind of paved my path in that and made a name for myself because I have a different approach to wellness travel. I don't talk about gyms and spas and yoga retreats and wellness centers. It's not my thing. It's not my perspective. It's not what I believe is truly transformative in the world of travel and wellness. I talk about this holistic approach to wellness travel of how there's so much information out there on how travel can improve or impact or benefit these different aspects aspects of our well-being, whether it's personally or professionally. So I take that information and I provide that to companies. And then as a travel wellness or as a founder of the travel coach network, as I was building my business as a wellness travel coach, I was starting to document that journey and helping others who had some sort of interest in it too. I did not know, imagine that the travel coach network would become what it is turning into now, but I did believe in that there was something that people could do with in a travel career that's far more than just booking trips or writing about travel. Um, and I did understand and believe in the, the transformative power that travel has. And as travelers that we believe in that and that we wanted to bridge the gap between how passionate we were about travel and helping others have that transformation or that change in their life as well too. Yeah. And you, I've heard you talk about how the travel industry historically has gotten it all wrong. And I think that's part of your sort of your unique approach to this. I wonder if you could talk about that. Yeah. So um, this, that stems off of a recent article that a friend of mine who is, I know through the business travel industry wrote about corporate travel. And I said, well, I honestly, I personally believe that the whole tourism industry, travel industry has gotten it wrong all along. 
And what I mean by that is, is that when you take a look at any booking platform, any travel agency, any destination, um, when it comes to their process of booking the trips, their, their definitions of personalized or customized or tailored experiences, what they're marketing to travelers and how they market to travelers and the language they use, all of this is at a very surface level and doesn't go with the depth that an industry that's so personal and so emotional like travel deserves. Mm. So I think that, and that's where travel coaching and why I think travel coaching is growing so much is that people are realizing that travel has always been used as this tool to help us thrive in our life, but the travel industry has, hasn't gotten there yet. So when they talk about traveler uh, predictions or traveler preferences or, you know, helping people have a personalized trip. It's always been still about, you know, do they prefer leg room? What loyalty points do they prefer? Um, how many kids do they have so we can make sure that there's children's options at the resort they go to you? Or, you know, do they prefer nightlife or what's their favorite cuisine? Or do they prefer warmer destinations or not? Like, that doesn't say much about a person. And every time we travel, our preferences are going to be different. So we can't really use fully past predictions to preferences to have future predictions. And that's what's happening in the industry, um, which just now the amplification with technology. So the Travel Coaching and Travel Coach Network adds that human approach, that human-centric aspect to why and how we travel. Yeah, I'm almost, I'm kind of feeling like it's, they're sort of presenting all of the sort of external stuff, like what you can do when you get there, but it's not really focusing on like really the inner journey and how you're going to feel. Yeah. And I mean, I understand it from a corporate level that they need to stay competitive and they need to offer what makes money, but traveler behavior is changing and it has been changing, especially because of the pandemic where we go, how we spend our money, how long we travel for, what we do in destinations, how we, you know, people are adjusting their lives to be able to travel more and work more freely, but companies are not, there's a disconnect still between what they're talking about and how they're marketing and what they're selling to what travelers are actually looking for and that, that change in traveler behavior. Um, and so we're seeing small changes like, rise of transformative travel like sustainable and responsible tourism adding that that care that deeper value of travel to the industry but there's still a disconnect between what the actual tourism and hospitality industry does i mean i just came back from a um a conference or a trade show uh this past weekend where there were different destination booths and i would go and i couldn't tell you if i'm looking at all these different countries yeah what, where one starts and the next ends. They all showed beautiful pictures of the beautiful beaches. They all showed the size of their hotels. They all talked about the same amenities and the same features, but that's not what's going to sell travel moving forward. And so that's why I say the industry has gotten it all wrong. It's almost like they're, you. it requires the end user, the customer, the traveler to infer, like they see the picture of the beautiful place, but then they have to like, you know, they have to make their own inference on like how that, how that beautiful location is going to affect them or maybe, or, or if it even does. But I, what I love about what you're doing in terms of like changing the industry is you're really bridging that gap on a professional level between 
like that inner space of how we feel and what we're looking for internally and the actual physical trip itself. And I, I, I yeah. sense that's kind of what you're getting at with this, with, with this and travel coach network, which I want to just take a minute. Can you tell us what the travel coach network is for listeners? Yeah. The travel coach network uh, is a global community of travel coaches, which within that there are also travel agents, there's medical experts, there's life coaches, combining travel coaching with what they do in their current role or the business that they're building. Um, and then there's travel coaches who focus in a variety of niches as well, too, who identify as just a travel coach. Um, so it's essentially a community of uh, travel professionals, I call them, that believe in and embody the power that travel has on, our, on us as human beings and the transformative power and the ability to use travel as a tool to help people thrive and reach their specific goals. Um, and within that, we have our travel coach certification program, our flagship program, but then we have our global, our community on our, in our Facebook um, and we have our other products and, and courses, but the whole community itself is just people who really believe that there's more to travel than what is already being put out there and how they wanna help people through travel too in a more meaningful way. Yeah, it's so awesome. I mean, I can tell like your passion, your experience, like why you've had so much success and so quickly um, in this industry. If somebody wants to become a travel coach or they want to get involved with the Travel Coach Network, how do they, what's the best way to, to get started? Yeah, well, you can visit us at thetravelcoachnetwork.com. You can find us on the Travel Coach Network on Instagram and Facebook. Um, there's a free beginner's guide to travel coaching when you go onto the website too or in our um, our Facebook groups as well um, and our Instagram, you kind of find it all over the place. Um, those are the best ways to get in contact with us and to join our community. And because again, I always say this to my community, it's not about me, I, I'm the one, I'm the face here, but it's about everyone there. So connecting with each other, there's a lot of incredible human beings in the Travel Coach Network. Yeah, I love it. And, and so we talked about that innate feeling of like the desire to travel, the the innate want of travel. We talked about that as a as the voice that calls us to adventure. So for prospective travelers, when they hear that voice or when they feel that innate feeling, but they, you know, maybe they decide to ignore it or they kind of, you know, just sort of let it kind of come and go, but it keeps coming back. What advice do you have for those people? Well, my advice would be for them to hire a travel coach <laughs> so they can help Great them work through all of that. No, it's an honest answer. It's like, because sometimes, you know, whether you hear it from me or you hear it from someone who can best relate to you, um, you know, there's different reasons why people have limiting beliefs or there's different reasons why they, um, you know, don't actually follow through with that wanderlust of theirs, or even that trip, or one trip that they want to take. There's different reasons, but there's travel coaches out there who best relate. So maybe it's a single mom who feels too busy, a corp, someone working in the corporate world who feels overwhelmed and feels ashamed to take a vacation. Um, you know, there's, or someone who struggles with loss and feels like they just need time to soul search. You know, there's travel coaches that I can't relate to. And that's, that's essentially why I did build the TCN is that I can't relate to all of these people and everyone has different backgrounds and experiences and struggles, but there's so many people out there who can bridge that gap for them. Yeah. Sahara, you have lived an incredible life. I mean, from, from, like you said, broke to traveling 84 countries 
becoming the CEO of your business. I can't even imagine what's what's coming next for you. <laughs> but what I do know is that at some point, Hollywood is going to pick up on your story and they're going to want to make a movie about your life. And I want to know when they do, who's going to be the Hollywood actress that's going to play you in your movie. Oh gosh. Um, that's always a funny one, but, uh, I don't know. I would just say someone that people often say I look like maybe, um, I would say maybe Olivia Munn people have said I look like her. So maybe, yes, maybe her. (laughs) Olivia Munn. Okay. What is your movie going to be called? Maybe it would be called Wander Rose. Wander Rose. Wow. Okay. That's fitting. I like that. Wander Rose starring <laughs> Olivia Munn. I'm going to go see that movie. It's going to be awesome. I you cannot pitch wait. it to all the production companies now. <laughs> yeah. And if people want to find out more about you uh, or get in touch with you or your, or your network, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, you can find on Facebook and Instagram, uh, the Travel Coach Network or the travelcoachnetwork.com. Uh, for me, myself, you can find me at sahararosetravels.com or Rose, the Travel Coach on all of the platforms. Awesome. This has been so much fun. I really appreciate what you're doing for the industry. I really enjoy um, that you're really pushing the transformational travel out there even more and helping to bring that uh, physical journey together with the inner journey. I think that's great. And for those listening, I hope you've been inspired today as much as I have. Hope that Sahara's story has encouraged you to listen to that voice inside that calls you to adventure because it's innate. Because we want to hear your story next. If you have a story to tell or just need a nudge to create one, please send me an email. We'd also appreciate it if you'd help us spread the word by leaving a review and sharing or tagging Inspire Campfire in your social media. And until next time, I want to encourage you to get outside. Thank you for listening. Sahara, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me.